Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Listen to Joe tackle the really tough moral issues, current events, and politics from a Catholic perspective. Now here's Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Hello again, Sixpack Warriors. Welcome back to The Cantankerous Catholic, episode 176. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. inventory of food in our grocery shelves. Gas is the highest it's ever been. Inflation is going through the roof. Our supply chain is operating at 66% capacity. Illegal aliens are flooding into our country and taking vital resources from everyday Americans. The list goes on and on. Who's to blame for this? Is it Pretender Biden? Is it Nancy Pelosi? Is it the Democrat majority in Congress? Is it the puppet masters in the Biden administration controlling Joe? No, it's not any of these people or entities. The real culprits for all of our woes are Catholic Republicans. If you want a life of total freedom, and I mean total freedom, to go where you want, live where you want without money worries, there's one skill that can give it to you. 
It's a skill so desired, so in demand, you could have an endless flow of money coming into your bank account every month and never leave your house. What kind of money am I talking about? Does six figures sound good to you? That's what some people who've discovered and mastered this skill are making without breaking a sweat. As for learning this skill, almost anybody can do it. It's a special kind of skill that once you've mastered it, it gives you the opportunity not only to earn as much money as you need, but from anywhere in the world for the rest of your life. I'll be brutally honest. There's simply no other way to gain total freedom and independence than learning a skill that rewards you tenfold. Just click the link in my show notes that says, here's your ticket to the good life to learn all about it. For at least 20 years, I've been saying loudly that our Catholic faith and American politics are inseparable. That's because virtually everything in the political sphere deals with moral issues. My voice has always been small, though. That's why I was thrilled to hear a much bigger voice, Michael Voris, say the same thing a year or two ago. It showed that Catholics were finally beginning to get it. On May 9th, Michael Voris was the speaker at an event in Commerce Township, Michigan. It was an event organized by the Lakes Area Tea Party. Certainly, there were mostly Catholics there, but there were non-Catholics as well. Michael spoke to the room as if everyone there was a Catholic Republican. Michael's talk was about half an hour long. The entire presentation was excellent, but I've taken several clips of that talk to make further comments on. Let's listen to one. America descending into non-existence. Because when the time came to stand up and fight, too many people, good Republicans, had their fingers in the pie of evil taking out just their little portion. Do you know a majority of Republicans believe gay marriage is fine? 67%, two out of every three people who identify as a Republican voter think gay marriage is fine. I mean, there's 120 of you or whatever in the room. I'd be shocked if everybody in here was opposed to it. What about the kids? When Dave Rubin posts pictures of him and his perverted lover holding pictures of their little babies that they've rented a womb for in utero, here they are, there's these two little babies in here. Where did, how, where did those babies come from? They came from IVF. Do you know, in order to have an IVF baby, you have to kill three, five, six, twelve others? There's a selection process that goes on. You can't accept that and say you believe in Christ. How's that different from abortion? You're killing a life before it's born. See, none of these things have ever been talked about because we don't talk about these things in polite company, do we? Republicans go to the country club. They sit around and they just work and talk about how to get power back from the Democrats and then do nothing with it. Now it's up to you. And it is the 11th hour. Make no mistake here. It is the 11th hour. They stole an election from you. They put a walking corpse into the Oval Office. They put a racist, rhymes with which, into the vice presidency. This was allowed to happen. They didn't take power away from you. 
They realized your weak spot and they seized it. Nobody can be manipulated unless there is something inside you manipulable. And so, and they've realized what that is. And what that is, is your own personal embrace of the culture of death. Not across the board, but just enough to be able to extract from you what they wanted. You cannot participate in evil and expect a good outcome in this life or the next. Now's the time. You need to walk out of this room when you leave here tonight. You need to do some deep, deep gut check soul searching and say, what do I have to do now? God, I'm sorry. I participated in this culture, even if it was this much. They participate this much in the culture of life. So things have been mingled together. And that's how they got to where we are right now. You should not be sitting here on a nice spring night wondering about how to save your state. You should be out enjoying things with your children and your grandchildren. But you're not. And if you think it's not it's going to somehow get better by just sort of keeping doing the things we've been doing, refusing to confront, refusing to look in the mirror, it's not going to get better. The devil doesn't work like that. I want all of you to think about what was said here. Do a little introspection. When you accept gay marriage, you're participating in evil. When you accept contraception, you're participating in evil. When you accept homosexual behavior, oh, just leave them alone to do their thing, you're participating in evil. In your mind, these are just little evils you're participating in. But the Christ we serve will stand for none of it. Because he won't stand for it, even the smallest participation in evil creates a principle in the political realm. Participating in just the tiniest amount of evil will cause abject failure in the political sphere. Our blessed Lord did not get crucified and die because he never said anything and never caused division. It is precisely because he caused division that they killed him. Even within his own people, it was, as Pilate brilliantly noted, I'm no Jew. It is your own nation and chief priests that handed you over to me. The idea that we get to ignore the things that separate us is a falsehood. It's a golden idol. And it has now come back in spades because too many people who are allowed to call themselves Republicans, and I'm not talking about just the people who got elected, them too, but within the ranks, too many people were perfectly fine to say, I'm just not going to get into the whole gay marriage thing. I just don't agree that we should get into that. Are you crazy? We're not going to talk about, well, you know, maybe abortion should be, uh, yeah, uh. these things are evil. They are wicked. They're from the pits of hell. They're conjured up in the mind of Satan, the enemy of humanity, who despises us, every single one of us, from the moment we're conceived. And somehow we think ignoring those things and concentrating on a few things we happen to agree with is a winning strategy. It's not a winning strategy. It's a loser every time. You can never ignore the truth. 
and expect to turn out for the good. No matter how painful the truth is to look at, no matter how hard it is to have to deal with, no matter how many friendships or relationships have to break apart, hopefully the people that leave you, if you're standing for the truth, hopefully if they leave you, they'll come to their senses and come back. In the meantime, you don't get to consort with them to get somebody elected who's a compromise. Who's a compromise? Who are you compromising with? You're compromising with evil. So the Democrats are pushing America over the cliff, breaking the speed limit, while Republicans are sitting over here plodding along at the speed limit. You're both going the same place, over the cliff. The fact that one happens to get there first, who cares? You have within your hands right now the power to begin to turn this around. But you can't exercise that power if there is division among you on anything. All of that has to be gone. There's no division over here between AOC and Nancy. It's a tactical difference. When Obama sits there and goes, well, I sort of came around to gay marriage. My position evolved. Really? What was your objection before, Obama? You really had some sort of like stirring of the soul that something disturbed you about this? Holy crap, your wife's a man anyway. <laughs> so what was the big what was the big conscience dilemma? We're not trying to create a theocracy here, but that's what many people will accuse us of. Moral truth can be proven through reason and natural law. We're not opening the Bible to show other Republicans the moral error of their ways. We must use reason and natural law to prove to anyone with a lick of common sense that things like gay marriage and contraception are wrong so we can unify the country and take America away from the communists. If we're not completely unified, we will absolutely 100% fail. Why weren't people storming the school board saying, damn it, we want to pray in our school? Oh, oh, honey, honey, don't do that. Don't, don't, oh, t- now's not the time. The, you, you know, Jane and Mark over there, they'll get all bothered if we do that. You realize you're fighting for your souls. Yeah. I'm not talking about the soul of a party. The, the world will pass away. Sooner or later, the world's gone. I'm talking about you're fighting for your eternal salvation. Whether you're going to be saved or damned. And anybody who sits in the room believes you're already saved, you're, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. If you haven't beat those streets out there, if you haven't confronted people, and I mean confronted people, who think child slaughter or contraception or the hookup culture or, well, my son's gay, so I'm kind of okay with that. I don't like it. I wish he wasn't, but you know, Really, you think you're going to stand in front of God and just get ushered into heaven after going along with the culture of death in whatever form it has presented itself in your in your environment? Nobody's saved until God says you're saved at your personal judgment. In the meantime, you have to merit your salvation. And you do that by loving God and loving your neighbor. How do How is it? The Republicans are so confrontation avoidance. Do you see anything going on in front of Brett Kavanaugh's house over the weekend? Why does the left never have a problem with confronting? 
because they are completely unified and they are intense. They are devoted to that lie. But because there's all sorts of varying things here, and I'm not really quite sure and I don't know, and my philosophy is a little off and it kind of disagrees with them, but we shouldn't say it. Well, all that's important is we just elect a Republican to this seat. A Republican who's a phony Christian? A Republican who goes along with, you know, certifying an election? A Republican who signs his or her name to $500 million again going to Planned Parenthood? As Catholics coming from good homes, we have a tendency to be kind, and our concept of kindness is confrontation avoidance. We seem to think that avoiding confrontation makes us civilized. Does it? Look, folks, we're at war. Has any war ever been won by avoiding conflict? No, wars are now and have always been won by aggression. We can't avoid conflict on either the political realm nor the religious realm. If you avoid confrontation on the political realm, you'll suffer defeat at the hands of the Democrats and the Rhinos. If you avoid confrontation on the religious realm, you'll end up in hell, plain and simple. We're supposed to imitate Christ's example, and he was confrontational. That means we have to be unafraid of confrontation, confrontation for what's right. I would venture to say that there are some people in here who are completely down with gay marriage. I bet there are people in here who are perfectly fine with uh, contraception, the gateway drug to abortion. I bet there are people in here this room, who think in some cases maybe abortion is kind of okay and I sort of understand it. How on earth, in the face of this behemoth, completely unified around a lie, do you think you're ever going to make any kind of advancement when you can't even agree amongst yourselves? That's the problem, and that's why you're easily exploited. How many of you here wore masks everywhere you went if you needed to go to the grocery store to eat? How many of you, you not to put your hands up. How many of you did, how many of you went along with any of that stuff? Don't raise your hands. You can't look at the left and be damning them when you're giving them the ammo to come after you. And that's what you've done. That's what Republican rank and file have done. Now, why are there different points of view, philosophical points of view, because the confrontations that needed to happen way back when Haley Barber said in 1992, we're not going to talk about social issues anymore. We need to talk about economic ones. Because most people who were Republican voters were perfectly fine with that. And that became the unraveling of the rank and file. Even Donald Trump doesn't oppose gay marriage. Be careful who you pick for your heroes. Just because somebody opens the door to a whole new thing to begin doesn't mean everything that happens with that person is fine. When we talk about the differences, there has been a decided lack of confrontation within the Republican rank and file that needed to happen 30 years ago. And now... We're all paying the price for it. It's like 
the battered wife who just keeps going back. It's like the alcoholic dad who no one in the family ever really wants to confront the issue. So they just kick the can down the road. It's why the Republican rank and file in state after state keeps electing people who most recently in Congress looked at that 2020 election and certified it. You can't pick and choose the areas that we agree on and simply ignore and refuse to confront the ones that is where everything is decided. Who cares if everything in the household is fine if dad comes home drunk and beats the hell out of mom? But nobody wants to talk about it because it'll upset all the other stuff we have going on. There's no ranking of importance of issues. The GOP leadership is completely fine with simply winning. What they do with their win, that's why we're all sitting here tonight. Did they represent you? Did anybody in that Michigan House or Senate, when Giuliani was sitting there with the, I call her the crazy lady, I like her, the blonde-haired lady who was down there watching all the stuff, and she's like, I watched all the cheating. I was on contract for Dominion. And the whole Republican leadership there on that panel were just like, mm, uh, mm, uh. that's what, well, but they're rhinos because they have the power that you have given them. They have ripped you off. And they have ripped you off because you are rippable offable because you will not confront the issues amongst yourselves. There's several good takeaways from this. First, you can't expect any sort of unity, much less victory, if you're participating in your own little corner of evil. Your son's a pervert, so you're all right with homosexuality. You use contraception, what Michael rightly called the gateway drug to abortion, so you see no problem with that either. You have to confront everyone who is doing things opposed to truth. And I don't want to hear that most stupid statement ever made in the history of the human race, well, what's true for you isn't necessarily true for me. If a thing is true, it's true for everyone. Truth is immutable which means there is only one truth. So when you run across a denier of truth, it's up to you to prove why a thing is true. And all truth can be proven, or they wouldn't be truths in the first place. Confront and prove truth, or finish ruining the country and forfeit your soul. It's as simple and as complicated as that. We, as a party, have refused to confront each other over the most basic issues of humanity, which is not whether we keep a gas pipeline going or if the price of gas is, you know, $5 a gallon. All of that is the symptoms. Those are the tumors of what happens when we fall down and nature abhors a vacuum, so therefore the communists move in. Everything that is happening here now in 2022 is happening because nobody confronted the issues that needed to be confronted. 
Now, there's no way to do this. There's no way to win without stepping back and thinning the herd. It's not possible. You cannot have fake unity in the face of real unity and expect that you're going to win. That's why you guys are here. Because you understand that the calls for unity from the establishment ring very hollow. Because they're interested in power, and they're interested in their largesse and their pockets and their influence and their lobbying dollars if they get voted out and all the stuff. That's all they're interested in. They'll have power, but they'll never do anything with it. And you're here because you're like, you know what? We need to get power back. But what are you going to do with it? Your people get elected. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to storm the Capitol in Lansing and demand that that bill that Whitmer has put in place to lock down abortion here in Michigan? What are you doing about that? Anybody here set up a website? You, not somebody else, not one of the organizers. Have you set up a website? Have you changed your life in order to fight for the moral good? Because if you haven't, it's a little hypocritical to point at the establishment. You have to change your life. If you like collecting stamps, well, that was nice. But this is no longer the era for stamp collecting. You probably love golf. You know, when the empire is crumbling... The soldiers pick up their, their swords and their shields, not their golf clubs. You will never find any sort of complacency or lack of intensity over here with the communists. You talk about a dedicated group, absolutely dedicated, because who powers them is Satan, who never rests, who never sleeps, who never takes a vacation, Michael rightly said that if you're not doing something to fight the moral good, then point your finger at the communists trying to bring down this country. You're a little bit hypocritical. He was wrong about the little bit, though. What he should have said is that you're sinfully hypocritical. Now, not next month, not next year, but now, you must get up off your butt and do something. You may think that you don't have the power to change things, but you do. God gave you an intellect and free will. Use that intellect to figure out what you need to do, then use your free will to initiate what your intellect came up with. You can become an influencer. You can influence both Catholics and non-Catholics to begin doing and thinking the right thing. Start a blog. Start a podcast. Go out and knock on doors. Speak in the public square. Are these things easy to do? Well, doing them is physically easy, but the hard part is getting out of your comfort zone. That's why my motto is comfort and conviction don't live on the same block. If you use your intellect to devise a good blog angle or launch a podcast, but don't know where to begin, reach out to me and I'll send you in the right direction. I'll be honest, none of these things for actually doing something will come without work. You'll actually have to do some work. Some of it is hard work. But the hard work is worth it to please God, advance our faith, save America, and maintain our Christian American way of life. Now, let me remind you that June is Toxic Male Month on the Cantankerous Catholic. We're having a lot of big guests and twice as many shows. 
You can promote Toxic Mail Month by telling your friends and family and by buying Toxic Mail Month coffee mugs and t-shirts. Just visit cantankerouscatholic.com and click on the swag tab in the navigation bar or click on the link in my show notes. Next week is the last show in May, so I'm going to make that show an overview of what all you can expect for Toxic Mail Month. The COVID lockdowns and mandates hurt everyone financially. Nearly all of you lost money and many lost their jobs. I learned this in email conversations with some of you. I learned that many of you are looking for ways to avoid financial worries when this happens again and make no mistake that the tyrants in government will make sure it happens again. The number of Americans searching for ways to earn an income online has exploded. Some need to replace the jobs they lost. Others want to build an online income to be prepared for when it happens again. Some just want the freedom from being threatened financially again. Stay-at-home moms want to supplement the household income without working outside the home. I get it. The problem is the average person has no earthly idea where to start. I've been spending countless hours researching ways to earn an online income with the help of some friends. I've come up with a bevy of income avenues and reputable courses to help you. Consequently, I've come up with a separate email list for people who want this information. When I gave this opportunity to people on my other email list, the response was overwhelming. So if you want to get the valuable information I'm collecting about how to make money online, just click on the link in my show notes that says, Show Me How to Make Money. I'll begin helping you right away. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic news pick number five. Hats off to the Daily Wire. Thousands of pro-abortion protesters descended on Washington, D.C. Saturday, marching on the Supreme Court in a demonstration against potential repeal of Roe v. Wade. Many of the signs protesters carried displayed vulgarity and profanity, reported Mary Margaret Olihan of the Daily Wire. One sign depicted the pro-life justices of the Supreme Court in trash cans. Pitch in, the sign read. Put trash in its place. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick number 4. Hats off to the National Catholic Register. A teen gunman shot 10 people dead and injured three more at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York on Sunday. Police say the mass shooting was a racially motivated hate crime and that the shooter deliberately targeted black people. On behalf of the Diocese of Buffalo, I, in the strongest terms, condemn this utterly senseless act and pray for the victims of all those impacted by this act of cowardice, said Bishop Michael Fisher of the Diocese of Buffalo in a statement. Amen! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. 
Catholic News Pick number three. Hats off to the Daily Wire. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Sunday said that companies should pay employees to travel out of the state to abort their babies in order to circumvent pro-life laws. Asked by CNN's Dana Bash if private companies should include abortion travel and employee health benefits, Pelosi said, of course. Despicable! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News News Pick pick number two. Hats off to Fox News. A new NBC poll released Sunday found that voters have not changed their preferences for which party to vote for in November, despite many speculating that the leak of the Supreme Court opinion indicating overturn of Roe v. Wade would drive up Democrat candidates' odds. 46% of Americans say they would prefer Republicans to take control of Congress after the midterms. Democrats are tied with the same number. The results are not drastically different from those of previous polling by the same firm. That sounds stacked. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News News Pick pick number one. Hats off to the Washington Examiner. Columnist Tim Carney writes some troubling findings from the American Perspective Survey, which noted that just one in six men with no college education reported having read a book for pleasure in the past week. Among this same demographic, 44% of men reported having watched pornography in the past month. Another finding, men who report having watched pornography in the past 24 hours, the study authors found, report the highest rates of loneliness. Wow. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Here's something I'm going to shout loud and long. During the last two years, every Catholic parish and most businesses lost a ton of money because of the COVID lockdowns. Congress attempted to ease the revenue strain with the CARES Act, but it really did nothing for parishes and little for most businesses. Believe it or not, Congress is actually remedying that. They've not done a good job of getting the word out, but Congress has enhanced the ERTC portion of the CARES Act. If a parish or business has W-2 employees, part-time or full-time, they almost certainly qualify for the ERTC tax rebate. I'm working with a CPA firm that specializes in ERTC rebates to reach out to all parishes and Catholic-owned businesses I can. This is especially good for parishes with schools. All any parish or Catholic-owned business has to do is click the link in my show notes that says ERTC Recovery, I Want My Money. Then just fill out the form on the website and the CPA firm will determine if the parish or business qualifies. It costs nothing to get started and the average tax rebate appears to be $150,000. So tell every priest and Catholic business owner about the expanded ERTC rebate and send them to my show notes. Remember, click the link on my show notes that says ERTC Recovery, I Want My Money.
am hard, but I am fair. It's time for the Catholic Boot Camp with your drill sergeant, Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Learn the Catholic faith and how to defend it like you've never heard it before. This boot camp is tough, so there's no political correctness, no spirit of Vatican II, and no namby-pamby platitudes. Drill Sergeant Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, will prepare you for spiritual war. Now here's Joe Sixpack. The incredibly popular cafeteria is open, the place is crowded, and customers are lined up waiting to get in. Did I mention that this cafeteria is in hell and that the customers are all lost souls? There's a little prayer that all Catholics are supposed to learn and say daily. It's a really important prayer, too. No, it's not the Our Father nor the Hail Mary. Although it's a prayer that all Catholics are supposed to memorize and pray daily, I'd be willing to wager that most of you can't do anything beyond recognize the name of the prayer. It's a little prayer called the act of faith. It goes like this. Oh my God, I firmly believe that you are one God and three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe that your divine Son became man and died for our sins and that he should come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths that the Holy Catholic Church teaches because you have revealed them who can neither deceive nor be deceived. In one part of that prayer, we're saying we believe these and all the truths that the Holy Catholic Church teaches. Why do we believe them? Well, the last part of the prayer says that God revealed them who can neither deceive nor be deceived. American Catholics seem to think that our Catholic faith is opinion-based. Certainly, we can have opinions about aspects of speculative theology or the best way to react to a moral situation we find ourselves in, but we can never have an opinion about a matter of truth. That's because truth is immutable. To have an opinion about an element of truth is like saying we question that 2 plus 2 equals 4, or gravity doesn't work. Established truth can never be opinion-based. Truth is provable fact. Truth is proven through logic, right reason, and if possible, backed up with empirical evidence. Empirical evidence isn't necessary, though. Scientists knew that DNA existed 25 years before they ever had empirical evidence of its existence. It was an indisputable fact. Does any sane person deny the existence of DNA today? Likewise, all the truths taught by the Catholic Church have been indisputable facts for 2,000 years. They can be proven through logic, reason, and sometimes empirical evidence. There are no new teachings, and any teachings claiming to be new are false teachings. Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, established the Catholic Church. He formed it, and he promised to be with it until the end of time. When he made St. Peter the first pope, he further promised that his church couldn't fall into error in what was taught officially. These truths are the deposit of faith, which means that nothing could be added after the death of the last apostle, who was St. John. 
Consequently, only sick-minded or faithless Catholics can have opinions about whether these established truths are real. I bring all of this up because of what happened recently on a very popular Catholic website I write for. This particular website is a haven for so-called Orthodox Catholics. A very small part of what I wrote in a recently published article mentioned that contraception is a mortal sin. I was both amazed and horrified at what I read in the comments section below the article. On this site for so-called Orthodox Catholics, I spent most of my day defending the truth that contraception is a mortal sin and Catholics are forbidden its practice. All of the commenters I'm referring to tried to make nonsensical justifications as to why contraception can be used. One lady went so far as to admit she uses it and her conscience is perfectly clear. Good luck with that. The prohibition against contraception isn't some arbitrary rule that an ancient pope came up with. God himself gave this prohibition. In Genesis 38.10, he took the life of a man who was guilty of contraception. After all, at the beginning of Genesis, the very first command God gave man was to be fruitful and multiply. Contraception is the very definition of disobedience to that command. Someone told me that there was no ban on contraception until Pope Paul VI wrote Humanae Vitae in 1968. No, that couldn't be further from the truth. The Old Covenant Jews most certainly were opposed to contraception, and we New Covenant Jews, uh, Catholics, have prohibited it from the beginning. Ever heard of the Didache? It's the oldest non-biblical extant work in existence. It was essentially the very first catechism of the Catholic Church, and it was likely written prior to the death of the last apostle, St. John. The Didache condemns both abortion and contraception. People try to make excuses and justifications for mortal sin all the time, but it won't do them any good at their individual judgments. Widespread contraception is one of the more grievous mortal sins, and hell is the only possible destination of those who die unrepentant of its usage. Besides, contraception is a gateway drug to abortion. Abortion wouldn't exist today had contraception not become so prevalent. Contraception makes its user guilty of the same thing Eve was guilty of, the desire to be like God. One who uses contraception desires to be the master over when life begins. Talk about pride and arrogance. Contraception was condemned by all of Christianity, both Catholic and Protestant, until 1930. Even when the Anglican bishops of the Lambeth Conference granted permission for Anglicans to begin using contraception, those bishops admitted that its use was a sin worthy of eternal punishment. I'd sure like to know how their logic works. The Lambeth Conference is a shining example of the so-called slippery slope because the decision of those Protestant bishops made in 1930 opened a floodgate right out of the bowels of hell. Countless souls have been condemned to an eternity in hell for the use of contraception since then. 
Worse, since every chemical contraceptive has been proven to be an abortifacient, hundreds of millions of babies have gone down the sewer line as nothing more than waste. Contraception isn't the only Catholic truth that's based on opinion these days. It seems the cafeteria Catholic has every sort of opinion on the real presence, homosexual activity, so-called gay marriage, and transgenderism. The list could go on and on. The simple fact of the matter is that these cafeteria Catholics are doomed to hell. If you're a cafeteria Catholic who won't stop picking and choosing what to believe, do yourself and the rest of us a favor. Be honest enough to admit you're not a Catholic and go find a religion where they do things your way. What would I rather see you do? Repent of your cafeteria Catholicism and firmly resolve to sin no more. The lockdowns over the last two years have changed the way people earn or want to earn a living. A lot of people are wanting to set up online businesses for themselves in e-commerce. The problem is, most folks have no earthly idea how to start, and all the videos on YouTube that are supposed to tell you how to begin just whet your appetite. Well, now you can get the help you need. Peter Prue, a successful e-commerce entrepreneur, is the founder of E-Commerce Empire Builder Academy. He's offering a free webinar that explains how he's made a full-time living in e-commerce and what his academy's all about. So if you want to learn how to set up an online e-commerce business, click the link in my show notes that says E-Commerce Empire Builder Academy and register for the free webinar. The Catholic Church is 2,000 years old. A lot of wisdom is gained over two millennia. Each week we'll share some of that wisdom with a Catholic quote. So here's this week's Catholic quote. This week's Catholic quote is from St. Jean Francis de Chantel. She said, Hold your eyes on God and leave the doing to Him. That is all the doing you have to worry about. I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. A frugal farmer on his way to market saw a piece of string, and lest he be observed picking up such a trifling thing, put it into his pocket just as a neighbor passed by. Later, a purse was reported lost near that same spot, and the police asked the farmer what he knew about it. They didn't believe that he'd only picked up a piece of string. The entire village laughed at his explanation. He went about trying to tell the true story of what had happened, but no one believed him. He couldn't sleep from thinking about his plight. In the morning, the purse was found empty lying on the road. The farmer happily told everyone this new detail, but by now he'd been judged guilty by common consent, and this new development was considered a clever trick so he could keep the money. His reputation destroyed, the farmer returned home. He brooded over the affair until he became mentally ill. He kept babbling over and over again, a piece of string, only a piece of string. He later died. 
tongues killed that farmer because of the false witness they brought against him. Someone once said, There is so much bad in the best of us and so much good in the worst of us that it's not right for any of us to speak ill of the rest of us. If you can't say anything good about your neighbor, don't say anything at all. That's the best way to keep the Eighth Commandment. This has been The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy. Thanks for subscribing, and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.